A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is the Unplayable Podcast, proudly brought to you by MasterCard. On this week's episode, we review Australia's crushing Gillette T20 International Series win over Pakistan, preview the blockbuster Marsh Sheffield Shield round, and peek ahead to the first domain test match at the Gabba. Here to help us do that is Australia's greatest off-spinner of all time, Nathan Lyon. Uh, G'day, Nathan. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. Very, uh, mate, we're very happy to have you on, and you're going to be a bit of a regular guest on the Unplayable Podcast this summer. Yeah, apparently. So yeah. <laughs> it uh, should be should be a good time, hopefully. Yep, absolutely. Looking forward to getting your insights across the summer. Nathan, we start every Unplayable Podcast episode with our MasterCard moment. Uh, your moment of the week, what was yours? Uh, moment of the week for me would be the big Josh Hazelwood uh, storming in for New South Wales and, and taking six for on the, on the last day to um, set up a great victory uh, for, for New South Wales. And now we're three from three. You reckon he's just carried that Ashes form... Over from England, back here to Australia. Uh, Josh is Josh is Josh. You get he, he's been brilliant for for Australia and New South Wales for a number of years now, and he's, he was excellent throughout the uh, Ashes Ashes campaign, and he he started extremely well for the New South Wales, and he's one and only Shield game that he's played so far. My Mastercard moment, it was the Steve Smith show down in Canberra. 80 or 51 balls, 11 fours and a six. He said he's not the most powerful batsman, but he relies on timing and placement. You've played a lot with and against him. Uh, looks like he showed a bit of timing and placement in that innings. Uh, yeah, no, he's uh, he's obviously world-class, isn't he? And I, I agree with him. He's definitely not the most powerful batsman because I actually believe I actually hit the ball further than Smudge but uh, yeah obviously he's got their class and, and the talent to hit the ball wherever he wants and, and whenever he wants type thing so uh, yeah he's absolutely exceptional Before we get into the, the guts of the show um, I read a little bit about you uh, doing some extra fitness training working on some new deliveries is this going to be the typical Shane Warne what a new delivery at the start of the summer situation or have you actually got a few new variations up your sleeve? Uh, yeah, no, always working and I'm trying to get better. Um, I've always said that uh, I'll never conquer this game of cricket and I'm still trying to learn and still trying to get better and, and creating new balls and coming up with different different type of balls is one of that um, is one of those things that we all want to get better at. So I'm always working on, on something. So hopefully... Depending on how we're going this summer, we might have to bring a new one out, but uh, hopefully my, my stock off break is doing the job for us. What's it called? The Square Jeff? Oh, there's, yeah, there's a, couple, <laughs> a, couple, a couple of games, a couple of names floating around, but uh, we'll see how see how well the ball comes out before I start throwing any more names out there. All right. Uh, and did I also read that Steve Waugh sent you a text after Headingley, um, said that you can add some mayo to that uh, <laughs> final day story uh, in public speaking events after you're playing Days are done first. I never thought I'd hear Steve Waugh say mayo in that context. Dan. Oh, that's, that's my word. <laughs> that's but, yours. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Tugger obviously sent me a message, but then he rejoined the group in Manchester and we had a, we had a good chat about, about everything and obviously uh, dropping, the, dropping the ball and letting Jack, Jack Leach get, to the, to get to back into his crease. It wasn't the biggest highlight of my career, but uh, he's definitely put a spin on it saying, oh, you're going to be able to put so much more mayo on the story just to uh, say it hit the sprinkler head and went in a different way by in 10 years' time. It's going to be... I can't imagine what the story is going to look like in ten years' time, but uh, yeah, you get a different, 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 different spin on things, I guess. Absolutely, and it's good to get a, a message like that from Steve Waugh. 
Oh, Even though he's been around the group, you still get a bit of a thrill when you get that. Oh yeah, I've been at home several times and had Steve Waugh pop on pop up on your phone, and you still oh, I still pinch myself thinking absolute legend of of Australian cricket and and international cricket is messaging you. Um, that's personally that's the way I feel about it. It's pretty pretty unique and pretty amazing. So uh, yeah, it's, it's been great to have him around the the Ashes campaign, and he definitely made a big difference. What's been happening elsewise? Uh, you've got uh, played a couple of Shield games, uh, a Marsh One Day Cup game as well. How are you feeling after a really long campaign over there in England? Uh, ball coming out well, feeling good? Uh, yeah, obviously. Um, but when we got back, I was uh, pretty fatigued and pretty tired. Um, just a mental roller coaster of the of the Ashes on back of the World Cup was um, pretty pretty amazing. So I was, I was pretty tired. So I was very lucky enough to have a couple of weeks at home here and just um, chill out a little bit and with my partner and just just go see my kids as well and have play dad for a little bit so um that, that was brilliant fun but uh fitness wise feeling really good um and been doing a lot of work leading into these last few shield games and really happy with the way the ball's coming out at the moment so um yeah i'm looking forward to a, a great summer of cricket for australia all right let's look at the uh gillette t20 national series between australia and pakistan finch down the ground clears the field that's four. 50 for Finch. Match over. Australia take the series 2-0. And they destroy Pakistan by 10 wickets. Sydney, washout. Canberra was a seven-wicket win to the Aussies. Steve Smith dominant there. And then over there in Perth on Friday night. Australia by 10 wickets. Finch 52, Warner 48. Kane Richardson with three for 18. And Sean Abbott in his return to national cricket. Taking two for 14. Now they're the number one T20 team in the world. I think that washout here in Sydney prevented Australia from going number one. Um, can you believe how one-sided that series was, Nathan? Uh, yeah, it did take me back a little bit. But uh, then, then I look at the the talent of the Australian cricket change, change room, um, and it's it's exceptional. The likes of, especially the top three batters there for Australia. Um, off the back of Finch, Warner and Smithy up the top there is absolutely unbelievable lineup. But then you've got the powerhouse of the bowlers, um, especially the likes of Stark and Cummins with the with the new white ball. It's it's, it's pretty amazing signs for um, for Australian cricket, especially in the shorter format. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting, especially with just a World Cup around the corner in our own backyard. So the boys are playing with a lot of confidence and they were pretty clinical the other night. It's hard to believe that some people question Steve Smith's T20 record when he, uh, entering this this summer. Comes in there at number three, he's looked absolutely dominant. Um, you've seen him play for a long time, you've bowled him in the nets. What's it like when he's in the nets? I mean, what oh, you would do it mostly in the test match scenario but what's the battle like between you and Smith in the Nets? Uh, it's great I've always said I want to challenge myself against the best players in the world and I'm very fortunate enough that uh, every side I've been able to walk out and play cricket in the last six years or so I've walked out and had to play with with Smithy and um, so I'll get to get the opportunity to bowl to him in the Nets there's been a lot of battles where it's just been one-on-one in the Nets for for a long period of time. Hours on end. Yeah, yeah, hours on. Feel like your backyard cricket again and the older brother doesn't let you bat and, <laughs> and Smithy's been the older brother there but he's not older. But uh, yeah, it's obviously amazing to um, train with someone like that and Smithy's been absolutely, exception, absolutely exceptional and no, nothing surprises me with, with Steve. The way, the way he goes out and trains and he wants to get better and 
he's always trying to improve his game here and there and everywhere. So it, it's pretty amazing. But yeah, it's been good fun. I, mean, I get him out a fair bit, which is quite amazing to be <laughs> but honest. But it's never you. It's never you though. It's always the pitch or something. Oh, something. Wrong. Yeah, something's gone wrong, and you don't have a fielder there. So, <laughs> so when I bowled Smithy, I never had a, have a bat pad or a first slip or, or even a keeper. keeper. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's quite amazing the different field settings I'm able to come up with. No, especially with no keeper and no slip and that. So. It's good fun. Reckon he could be the, the best in all three formats. Uh, oh, obviously, he, yeah, he's pretty amazing. But then you got the guy, got the guys like Roald Sharma and and uh, Virat Kohli, and they, just these guys in the shorter formats. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Virat's in every format, but uh, it's it's pretty exceptional his, his record. Um, it's pretty harsh to have that criticism before the <laughs> before the first T twenty. If you look at him, he's He's, he's like me. He, what did he tell? He told me he was uh, he's in the side if, to bat three and if and fix it if something goes wrong. So uh, he's pretty confident of where his game's at, and so he should be. He's uh, yeah, absolutely exceptional. Fortunately, he had a pretty good start behind Aaron Finch and David Warner. Uh, fantastic Warner only got out once in the series. Ended up averaging around 150 for the whole six games against Sri Lanka and Pakistan. Uh, those two, Finch and Warner, are they? the most dynamic, most destructive white ball opening partnership in the world? Uh, I think they would have to be you'd have they they would have to be up there in the top top three um, couples I dare say. It's they the way they get bounce off each other and the way they are able to take the game on and, and move the game extra at a rapid pace. Just the way they go about it is yeah, it's quite amazing to watch and see even see those guys train. They hit the ball a long way and they've got the power game so they can can um, take down any bowling tactics that come that they come across. So uh, yeah, it's it's great to see Davey come back after a pretty hard Ashes series and and getting getting the runs nice and early. So big, hopefully big signs for the Australian summer. You know, in the Nets they normally finish off with a like a last six balls got to try and get twenty five to win or something like that. Mm. When you hear that, do you get out of the net when you're bowling to water no, and finish? No, no, it's it's the same thing. It must be something to do with our batters in the Nets. They never out. They're never out. So <laughs> you you actually put it in the back of your mind, saying, "Okay, I'm gonna, going to lose this. Let's just see how see how close we can get it." So even if they shank it, they still go for they still say it goes for six. So I've played on some very 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 small grounds in the nets, and uh, I've gone for a lot a lot of <laughs> runs with no wickets. And at the other end, uh, Mitch Stark, your close friend and teammate, uh, good to see him back. He got those ten wickets in that Shield game. And took up the white ball and uh, looks like somewhere back to near his best. Swinging it, uh, got a couple of wickets in Perth of that ball that was swinging back into the right-hander. Uh, had an up-and-down Ashes campaign, just playing the one test match. Um, what have you seen in him? And Do you reckon he's back to near his destructive best? Mitch Stark, he's absolutely world-class. And I think uh, he didn't have the Ashes series that he, that he wanted. Um, but with the white ball in hand, I, I do believe he's the best white ball bowler in the world. He's he's the most destructive bowler. Um, he can swing it. He's got a lethal bouncer and, and obviously a pretty good Yorker to go go along with it. So um, it, it's great to see Mitch coming out here back at back at home and and bowling bowling fast and moving the ball. Like he's absolutely like world class in in the way he goes about it. And and I'm not surprised when I see all these guys go out there and, and see what they do because um, I'm very fortunate enough to see him train and the way they train the way they prepare I'm, I'm not surprised so yeah I'm very happy for Mitch and hopefully he, as I said with Davey hopefully he, he's got a massive summer as well you just think if, if Stark can bowl like that in T20 games if he could just transfer that into a test match what a handful he'd be 
he's a handful anyway in Test match cricket. I love playing Test cricket with with Mitch. Um, obviously, many different reasons. Um, he's an X factor for one, but he creates a little bit of rough for me as well. So, which is which is quite handy. Um, so yeah, I'm all for for having Mitchell Stark play Test cricket. And we saw uh, Sean Abbott make his international return over there in Perth for that third T20. Uh, was just um, full of full of energy. Uh, really celebrated that that first wicket back for a while. You know, Sean for a long time. What did it mean uh, to you to see him do so well? And what do you reckon it meant to him? Oh, I think it meant the whole world to to Sean. And I think he's gone through his ups and downs as as every cricketer has. And I think he the way he's held himself and he the way he's been training. I know he's gone gone out and got some uh, extra training with Tom Carter. Um, a fitness trainer here in Sydney. I know he's working his backside off to get better, even with uh, Andre Adams, our New South Wales bowling coach. So he wants to get better, and it's just great to see him get start to get rewards. It's been been a, a long drought in between international wickets for for um, Sean. Oh, it just games five years, um, so it's it's a long time. But he he's still got that hunger, and it's great to see him in the mix there for the T20 stuff and to be a, a part of a. Winning, winning a series here in Australia, and I think, I think he'd be, he's over the moon with it. So it's great to see, and yeah, very happy for him. And he's heading to Derbyshire next year. He's going to play first class and one day cricket over there for them. And uh, Peter Hanscom's going to go on Captain Middlesex, and you're going to Hampshire. Yeah, heading over to um, Southampton there and playing along with uh, Hampshire, which is going, going to be great fun. Um, obviously, I've never spent much time there playing county cricket. Um, I've only done one one stint at Worcester for only one uh, one month, so to heading over there and hopefully playing a fair few county Red Bull games there for them, uh, it's going to be a great challenge. Um, but I'm looking forward to it and playing along the side alongside the likes of uh, Jane, James Vince, Liam Dawson, Kyle Abbott. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got a, they've got a strong outfit, and hopefully I'll be able to play play my role there. And, have a little bit of success along the way. We'll wrap up the uh, the uh, T20 review with uh, um, Pakistan. They're going to stay around for the uh, two test matches, the mm. two domain test matches. Different formats, but uh, what do you think it means to the, the test side for the T20 guys to get one up on Pakistan early leading into that test summer? Well, I think it's always um, always handy when the when the shorter format sides are performing well and putting the, the away side under pressure. Um, I know how hard it is to go away from home and win win away from home, um, but we're not definitely not going to take Pakistan lightly. Uh, they're a classy outfit. Um, they've got some absolute superstars in the batting lineup, um, but then they've got some world class bowlers coming along as well and young young fast bowlers. So it's going to be a massive challenge for us. But it's great that Australia started off the way they have, and hopefully, as a test side, we can play our role and make sure that we can. Go out and play a positive brand of cricket there and uh, hopefully in front of a packed crowd everywhere we go. We are here at the SCG. Uh, it's Sunday. Tomorrow is going to be day one of your Marsh Shepherd Shield Cup game against Western Australia. It's a star-studded Blues outfit. What's the attack? Lyon, Stark, Hazelwood and someone named Pat Cummins. And Steve, O'Keefe. and Steve O'Keefe. So you've got a pretty handy five-prong uh, bowling attack there. Uh, New South Wales three from three to start the uh, the Mars Shepherd Shield season. Uh, obvious one. It's great to have all the international players back, but must be impressive to see likes of Daniel Solway and Harry Conway step up, even with the big dogs around. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable that we're able to uh, 
all be back playing in a state cricket um, and hopefully playing in, a, in a, hopefully a successful game for New South Wales. Obviously the boys have started extremely well with three from three off the back of a win in Gabba um, at down at Des Moines here in Sydney and then Adelaide Oval. So WA is going to provide a new challenge, especially with the old heads of like Sean Marsh uh, holding, holding the reins there for WA. But they've they got some world-class plays in there and they've got some X factors that we're going to have to be wary about but we're very lucky we've got uh, we've got a pretty good bowling attack here in Sydney uh, for New South Wales and hopefully the wicket's going to win to um, in my eyes hopefully it's going to spin a little <laughs> bit for for hopefully Steve Steve O'Keefe and, and myself but um, yeah it's good it's good to be back and hopefully the likes of Smudgy can pass on a bit of knowledge to the likes of Dan Solway um, Daniel Hughes and these guys who who are still trying to forge their career in first-class cricket and hopefully beyond. Dan Solway only debuted last week, made an unbelievable 100, but it's going to be a different pressure this week. Um, but uh, hopefully Smudger and these guys can really guide him in the right way. You still like playing here at the SCG? I love playing here. I wish we could play here a little bit more <laughs> often, but I absolutely love love playing here. It's a, it's a beautiful ground. The ground's looking absolutely amazing as we're sitting out here looking at it. Uh, there's two other games uh, in the Marsh-Sheffield Shield that round. Uh, South Australia uh, are going to host Tasmania at Adelaide Oval. It's third versus six on the ladder there. Tim Payne comes back for Tasmania, while South Australia welcome back the return of Joe Minney. Um, how do you see that one playing out, Nathan? Uh, I think it's going to be a great great challenge for both sides. Obviously, the Adelaide wickets could usually got a little bit in it, but... Uh, and I suppose with Tasmania's bowling tack, with um, the likes of Jackson Bird running in at the helm there, um, obviously he's a world-class bowler as well, and he, he's proven his skill for Tasmania and Australia for a long period of time now, so it's going to be a good challenge for the South Australia's batters. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, obviously with the Paney coming back, strengths and strengths and um, Tasmania are up, but... Um, and. I think I'm pretty sure that uh, South Australia lose Trav, mm. so that that weakens their their batting a little bit. But um, great opportunity for the likes of Henry Hunt and Jake Lehman and Tom Cooper and these guys to really stand up and lead the way for the Redbacks. Some wise heads in that Tasmania lineup: Payne, the skipper Matthew Wade, and George Bailey. What's going on with George Bailey's batting stance? Uh, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I, I'm no one to comment on it. Any anyone batting stance. I love playing cricket with George, and I've only only had the chance to play five Test matches with him, and we won five nil. So uh, he's still calling the whitewash wizard. I think he's <laughs> referred to himself every time he talks to himself. But um, yeah, obviously experienced heads of of George and Wadey and and obviously Paney um, will put Tasmania in a decent position. But um, yeah, it's going to be a good game. Did you guys mention anything to him when he was... Did he play against you uh, when you guys played Tasmania? No, he had the week off. He, he didn't want to face Stark yet, I think. <laughs> what would you do if you saw a batsman shape up and he's essentially facing third man as the ball is running in? What would I do? Well, if you were standing either at gully or if you're bowling. Oh, that's quite off-putting when you stand at point to him. I've done it... I did it a couple of weeks ago. He's basically looking, standing directly in front of you at point, which is a little bit different. But uh, you've got to try and put that out of your mind and just try and uh, see the ball and catch it. And on Tuesday, uh, down at the MCG, Victoria are going to host Queensland. Uh, 17-year-old Jake Fraser-McGurk. What a name. Uh, he's in the squad. And if he debuts, he'll be the youngest player to debut in uh, first-class cricket in Australia since Cameron White in 2001. Nathan, can you remember what you were doing when you were 17? 17, I was still at school. Just dreaming of playing cricket for <laughs> Australia. That's all I would have been doing. Wouldn't have been doing my homework. But, yeah, no, that's exciting. Exciting. Um, 
yeah, if he gets his opportunity, I'm, I, I wish him all the best. But uh, it's going to it's going to be a little bit different from uh, underage cricket, I dare say. And uh, so it's going to be a great challenge for him. Queensland lose Michael Nisa, who's the third or joint second leading wicket taker in the Shield this year. But number one is Cameron Gannon with 18 wickets at a touch under 18. He's going to come up against the likes of James Pattinson and Peter Siddle. So it's going to be a, a match full of work of some of the form bowlers in Australia at the moment. Oh yeah, definitely, and especially with Victoria's old heads coming back into the side and, and leading the way with Pato and Sid. So I think uh, they know they know how to play some really decent cricket down in there at, uh, in Melbourne. So it's going to be a great challenge for for Queensland. So yeah, it's unfortunate that Ness is not there to really have a really decent matchup, but uh, no doubt he's over heading over the Perth to put his hand up for a future selection. And much like the Ashes, a lot of the uh, Australia's premier red ball bowlers are fit and firing at the moment because you can throw in Chad Sayers as well. He took 13 wickets last game, so it's going to be tough for the sleepers to just narrow it down to three or four spots for that first test. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'd hate to be a selector, but it's a great problem for for Australian cricket to have. You you want your first-class cricket to be in the being the rock solid bed for uh, for the international cricket, and if everyone's pushing each other to get better and, and going for spots, that means Australian cricket's going to be on the way up. So it's great to have so many fast bowlers running around and and really putting their hand up for selection. So it's um, yeah, it's going to be a great it's a great problem to have for um, Trevor Holmes and Justin Langer and, and the rest of them. On the other side of the country, a very, very strong Australia A side is going to take on Pakistan. Uh, Alex Carey is going to captain that. When you've got a batting attack of Harris, Burns, Kawaja, Pekovsky, Head and Cameron Bangroft, uh, there's a lot of uh, very, very good batsmen there playing for a couple of spots that Justin Langer says. So uh, Pakistan Bowl is going to get a workout over there at Perth Stadium. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, I think it's a day night. Is it day yep. night game? Um, so yeah, it's going to be a great opportunity for all, for all the batters and all the players really to uh, knuckle down there and put their hand up for selection. Um, it's a it's a brilliant that's a brilliant thing about Australian Ray games and being a full strength Australian Ray side. You, you you everyone's going for that position, but you, if we have that team and squad mentality of trying to get to the best best Test nation in the world and make sure that we can try and win this Test championship. I think that's a, that's a main focus, and we're going to need a squad mentality to do that. Do you like seeing the Australia A side return to that genuine sort of second eleven side? I mean, in the past it would sort of be the C eleven or it'd be the best up and coming players with a couple of old heads there, but this one is a genuine second best team in a in a selection shootout. Do you like do you like seeing that? Even though uh, players are getting pulled out of their shield teams. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm all for. All four for full strength Australia race side. As, as as I said, if our first class cricket can be our rock solid bed for international cricket, and we need we really need a squad mentality if we want to go any, anywhere in this Test championship. I think that should be one of our big focus. Um, and if that means putting our Australia A guys uh, in the same side competing for two to three to four spots, whatever it may be, then that's going to be a healthy competition. As long as they're not running each other out on purpose, that's, <laughs> that's, that, that's going to be a different different conversation. But, uh, yeah, I think it's vital that we have the Australia Ray, a very, very strong Australia Ray side uh, competing against a, a touring nation. Have you, have you guys, as a test team, or Langer, have they pointed out that right over the road now is to that test championship final? Is everything sort of geared towards that now? No, it's it's hard to think about, it, but I think it it needs to be in the in the in your thought at some at some stage. I, I know I've I've had time to come back home and really think about it and see what opportunities we like. It's that lay ahead of us, but uh, it's about us 
as a test nation um, going out and playing a positive brand of test cricket and and it's that hard to win away from home and we're very fortunate enough to retain the Ashes. We probably should have won the Ashes 3-1 and really gave us a big, big step in that uh, test championship. But um, as a young side, I think we can learn and we can keep trying to get better and I think it's, uh, yeah, it's a positive sign for us. And as a player, do you like having all these test series and soon there's going to be a one-day World Championship World for qualification for the World Cup? Do you like that... A lot of these series now are going to have context. They're going to have stakes heading towards the either the Test or the One Day World Cup. Oh yeah, I think I think it's important for international cricket to keep growing and keep keep trying to um, get better and and uh, yeah, really try and make sure that we're moving forward as a game, I guess, and making sure that every game that we play it's played in the right way and at that high highest level as well, and making sure that there's plenty plenty to play for. And Test Creek doesn't really have like a grand final like other codes. It does around. now. It does now. Big mm. exciting to play in the first one. Oh, that would be amazing. It would be it would be pretty pretty special if it was happened to be India versus Australia at Lords. It would be a little bit different. Mm. Wouldn't have the same effect as what what it does in the Ashes Ashes or something like that. But it, yeah, it's a. I, I dare say it should be a massive goal for the Australian cricket side, but that's a long way ahead. We need to take each test by as it comes and make sure that we're playing a positive brand and enjoying the challenge of, of playing in this test championship and playing everyone with having respect for everyone and making sure that we're doing everything we can to make sure that we're putting our right foot forward to make sure we're there, there at Lords whenever the date is. Mm. I've got no idea. <laughs> yes, it might not even be at Lords. We don't know yet. Somewhere in England. I think. Oh, we're at Lords, surely. Lords, surely. Okay. The lunch is too good. <laughs> <laughs> World cricket will just uh, throw up their arms that it's not played at Lords for the lunches. Uh, back over there in Perth, uh, Nick Maddinson was initially named in the Australia squad. He's pulled out on mental health grounds. Glenn Maxwell did the same in the Aussie T20 setup. Uh, you never want to see that, Nathan, but as a player, uh, what's it mean to you knowing that you can take some time out of the game to, to address your mental health these days? I think it's absolutely uh, crucial and, and important, and very, very impressed with uh, the, with Nick and Glenn to be able to feel like they're um, in a comfortable environment to uh, uh, to come out and be able to speak about it and and make everyone aware. And they're very fortunate enough with off the back of the, the ACA and Cricket Australia that they got some very very good support around them and I'm only wishing them those guys their very best and hopefully they've really laid the platform if, if people are struggling they can give the confidence to come out and speak because it's, it's not, not just a problem here here in professional sport it's it's all around the society and I think it's absolutely crucial that you people feel comfortable enough to come out and, and express their feeling and be be able to talk especially men men don't like yep. speaking about about different issues and stuff so if they're if they're really setting a platform to for young guys to come out and speak, then hopefully, it will hopefully will as a as everyone team together we can fight this stuff and get over it. During the, the heat of an Ashes contest, when the pressure's on, um, I'm sure you must have suffered some mental fatigue. What do you try and do to get through it? Is there do you have any sort of methods to make sure you can keep fronting up for Australia? Um, I think it's just it's like everyone. You need to be around the people you you love, and yep. we're we're all human at the end of the day. So we only want to be loved as as well. But we're very fortunate enough that we're able to travel with our with our families and, and be around our friends um, majority of the time. But if for me, it's just about talking. If you do have any issues or anything, it's just about talking and talking about them and 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 not being being afraid to voice your opinion or. 
or ask for help, I guess, and just making sure that we're able to look after each other and, and ask you if you're okay, I guess. Mm. You get a message from Steve Waugh, always helps. Yeah, yeah, Tugger. <laughs> Cheers, Tugger. Uh, now, looking a little bit ahead to the first test at the Gabba on November 21, that's uh, that'll be the day one of your 33rd year alive, right, Nathan? <laughs> 20th of November, birthday? Yeah, getting old, getting old. I, just, I saw that before I looked when the first test started and... Geez, I'm going to be 32 by well, that time comes around. But could uh, take it easy on that Wednesday night. Uh, now, Coach Justin Langer said uh, a couple of spots up there, up for grabs in that top six. Um, like we said, Test Championship a year and a bit away. Uh, Ashes next Ashes series in Australia is three summers away, and then the India tour over there a little bit after that. So, um, what do you reckon? Is it time to to, to look at to those series far ahead, or do you stick with the the, the players that have done well in the Ashes? Um, after all, Australia did retain the urn. Uh, to be honest, I don't think uh, we need to change too much. I think that obviously Justin said there's a couple of positions up for grabs and that's that's going to be provide healthy uh, competition within the first-class competition and during that A-team as well. But uh, we're, to be honest, we're a pretty young side mm. um, already. So... Um, there's, there's not many guys who have played over in in a batting line who've actually played over 25 to 30 test matches if if you're actually looking at it um so we're a pretty young side and young squad together already so hopefully um whoever is picked that we can make sure we get up to brisbane nice and early there and make sure we gel together and and um it won't be too hard on that don't think i can't see can't see it being a problem gelling together and we'll make sure we go out there and play positive bearing cricket and really pay back the Australian support that we had over the winter. It was absolutely incredible. So I'm really looking forward and fingers crossed that we can have that same support here here in Australia. We've 91 tests now. Oh, getting old. Getting, getting old. old. 31, soon to be 32. Do you put extra responsibility on yourself amongst the young team to make sure you can be that senior figure? Um, there's not added pressure I, I don't believe I, I don't put any added pressure on myself it's about me playing my role in the Australian cricket team and, and making sure I can be a good role model on and off the field uh, I think that's pretty important um, and that's just on and off the field but also at the training as well making sure that we're leading the way the, the more senior players and without that squad but saying that if there's a younger guy come in there's there's nothing stopping us learning off them as well. I think we need to have an, an open environment where everyone feels able to come out and express themselves and, and make sure that we're we're learning off each other and we're here to support and look after each other as well. Have you got any goals? 91 tests now, 363 test wickets. Are you, where do you look for goals? Do you look at summer, certain milestones, birthdays? <laughs> um, yeah, I've got goals, yeah. Everyone's got something that drives them. Um, I've got some personal ones where um, I'll sit at home and talk to my partner about, but um, I'm not going to sit here and talk about them. Oh, but uh, it, yeah, no, no offence to okay. you. Don't want to, don't want Mother Cricket to come down, oh, and crash, right. crashing down on me. But superstition. Uh, it's, it's about um, for me. It's more about making sure how many Test series we can we can win as a, as a squad, and and making sure every time we go out there, we're going out to win that Test match, and hopefully be able to sing the song. You know, one little goal you can share with us? Sing the song as many times <laughs> as possible. <laughs> have you done anything to the song? Have you? Is it? I mean, I'm sure the words and lyrics haven't changed, but the way that you um, now lead it and perform it from when you first started to now, have you have you figured out a bit of a routine and rhythm to it? 
Um, yeah, I, I dare say I'm, I'm getting better. I'm not as nervous as what I used to be uh, singing it. I know if you ask Starkey, you'd probably disagree with that. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I've got. I try to bring a little bit of humour into it. Um, usually pick someone out in the group and try and take the Mickey out of it for for a little bit. But it's all in, it's all in good fun, and we all try and have a good laugh. And so yeah, I'm trying to get better at it, but. Um, Still, still looking to perfect that. Might take me a little while. It's not something you can really practice, though, is it? Well, I can't sit and sit at home and <laughs> and put my put my hand around Emma and say, "Come on, let's we're singing team song type <laughs> thing." So, it's one of those things where it's uh, you don't get much practice on, only if you're winning. So, um, fingers crossed, we can sing it a few times this summer. Fantastic! Well, all the best in the Shield game that starts on Monday and the upcoming Test series against Pakistan. And we're going to hear from you throughout the summer. Too easy. Thanks, bud. That's it for this week's episode of the Unplayable Podcast brought to you by MasterCard. We will be back next week to preview the first domain test match against Pakistan from the Gabba. But until then, for all your Rebel WBBL, Marshivered Shield and global cricket breaking news, live scores and video highlights, head to cricket.com.au and the CA Live app.